god. I've been abducted by Huey and Dewey. Well, hello everybody. Welcome to the Western Reviews Podcast. I'm the Western Wonder, and today I'll be reviewing an 80s movie for my first episode here on Podbean. Today, I <clears throat> will be taking a look at the movie Rufus People. Let's get some of the info down before the story. First off, the movie was directed by three different people. Jim Abrahams and the Zucker Brothers, David and Jerry, all of whom also worked on another classic 80s comedy flick, Airplane. The script was written by Dale Lawner, who also wrote comedies such as Dirty Rotten Scoundrels and My Cousin Vinny. And uh, how could we forget the music? The soundtrack features some very heavy chart toppers of the 80s or in previous or following decades. You had Mick Jagger, The Stones, Bruce Springsteen, Luther Vandross, Billy Joel, Paul Young, Kuhn King. Everyone's there! The movie was released in the summer of 1986, and believe it or not, two of the movie's lead actors were very nervous about the reaction the film would get from critics and general audiences alike. But much to their surprise, the movie would be critically acclaimed and would go on to make over $70 million in the U.S. alone. Now, with those facts aside, let's get on to the story. Warning. Spoilers ahead. The movie revolves around the married, L.A.-based stone couple. The selfish, money-hungry Sam, played by Dan DeVito, and the rambunctious, vulgar Barbara, played by Bette Midler. Which is funny because in this year this movie came out, she was in another film playing a character also named Barbara, whose husband also has his issues. Anyways, Sam tells a scheming mistress, Carol, that he only married Baz because of her family's inheritance, which will be on hold until her father died. And well, it took many years for him to leave this place we call Earth. Now that the inheritance is up for grabs, Sam plans to kill Barbara after drugging her with chloroform and take all of her money for himself and Carol. However, when he gets home, Babs is nowhere to be found. He then gets a phone call from an anonymous quote-unquote killer who tells Sam that Babs has been kidnapped. In order to get her back, Sam must pay for a $500,000 ransom or else she's killed. Oh, and no police or media are allowed to get involved. Of course, this is good news for old Sammy Boy, as he doesn't have to worry about killing her with his own bare hands. Later on, we get a closer look at the kidnapper, who's actually accompanied by another kidnapper, and which soon turn out to be Harry and Mur- Wrong movie. The real kidnappers turn out to be Ken and Sammy Kessler, played by Judge Reinhold and Helen Slater, respectively. The couple apparently have a bitter history with Sam, as he stole their finances in one of Sandy's fashion ideas, and they've been waiting for the right moment to pounce on him. When they eventually let Barbara loose, they aren't exactly prepared for her aggressive demeanor, and Ken tries calling her down by slapping her, which <laughs> that usually helps for most situations, but that only makes her more angrier and frustrated. Unfortunately for the Kesslers, they eventually get the realization that Sam genuinely doesn't want Baz back home and is doing everything he can to push them into killing her. And unfortunately for Sam, the Kesslers aren't real murderers. They're actually friendly people going through financial troubles, once again, thanks to Sam's greediness. Sam does not show up to the ransom spot where Ken told him to drop the money off, so the deal is dropped down to $50,000. Sam, once again, is a no-show, so the final author has dropped down to $10,000, and yet, Sam still isn't budging. But the funny thing during all this is that Sam doesn't know that the kidnappers are the Kesslers, as he usually forgets about all the people he's ripped off over the years. And not only that, he doesn't realize that his mistress, Carol, has other intentions. To blackmail him with the moment he murders his wife and take the money Sam wants from Babs all to herself. Well, 
Actually, she's not alone. She's in a relationship with the young dim-witted Earl, played by pre-independence day Bill Pullman, who was sent out by Carol to film the scenery by the hills after assuming Sam faked Barbara's kidnapping and is planning to kill her there. Earl ends up filming an encounter between a prostitute and her partner, but mistakes the woman's screams of pleasure for screams of terror, and assumes a Sam in progress of murdering Babs, which sickens Earl to his guts. The next day, Carol sends a copy of the tape out to the mischievous Sam, who immediately knows it was her who sent the tape, thinking it was a birthday gift of sorts. He calls her up and says that he plans to do the things featured in the tape back to her, which understandably alarms and frightens her. But I don't know, perhaps she should have looked at the tape instead of assuming that it was the murder of Babs. So Carol hides out with Earl and orders him to make another copy for the local police chief, who happens to be the man with the woman in the tape. The police chief obviously panics, thinking that he's being blackmailed, and tries to come up with some deal to keep Carol quiet about the tape. So she orders him to arrest Sam for murdering Babs, as she thinks the tape would suggest, and the chief complies. Another day passes on as the chief orders members of the police force to investigate the stone home, while the chief purposely attempts to slide in some form of evidence that can be used against Sam, only to have an officer find the chloroform Sam was planning to use earlier in his backyard. The investigation, which actually gets close to Ken during questioning, is abruptly withdrawn and Sam is arrested. Luckily for Sam, he is able to convince a bailout, but he has to prove that his wife is alive to keep his innocence intact. Meanwhile, Barbara has been exercising during her time captive and manages to lose 20 pounds of weight, which is a relief for her because... I've been to 10 different fat farms in the last, god, I don't know how many years, and I lost a total total of six pounds. Oh! Later, Ken comes back home to find out that Sandy has let Barbara go, but Babs returns after reading a newspaper headline exposing Sam's relationship with Carol, finally realizing that Sam doesn't want her anymore. Suddenly, a real killer on the run from the cops breaks into the Kessler home the same time Babs comes back, and after a tense standoff between Ken and Babs, the killer accidentally trips and falls down the basement stairs, which leads to his fatal demise. Now the Kesslers and Babs plan to get their revenge on Sam, and now that Babs has given intel on Sam's finances without her, they increase the ransom to his entire net worth, over $2 million. Ken calls Sam, who immediately agrees to pay the $10,000 ransom to get Barbara back. Ken, however, tells him to update a ransom, which obviously infuriates Sam, but he has no choice at this point to comply. You inhuman slime! Meanwhile... Carol is surprised to see that Sam has yet to be convicted of murder and instead bailed out. So she goes in a quiet spot, that is a video store, with Earl, where both find out that it's not a murder tape, but rather an encounter tape. But it did sound like bloody murder with the woman's scream. Sam heads off to the bank and deposits his money and returns home where he gets a call from Carol for the first time in a couple of days. During the call, Sam gives her information regarding the location of where he'll drop off the ransom bad choice, obviously. The next day, Sam is waiting for Ken at downtown plaza, where he gets a personal call from Barbara making sure that all of his items the kidnapper wants, including ransom money and his jewelry, which was not part of the agreement prior to the conversation, was all in a suitcase. All the while swearing at him and saying that the kidnappers are making her say the harsh words coming out of her mouth. <laughs> Eventually, Ken arrives disguised in some sort of clown getup to get the ransom from Sam. But before he runs off, most of the police squad are revealed to be hidden around the area to keep an eye on Ken. In order to keep the ransom, Ken lies and says that Babs is dead, and Sam has to give the suitcase back to Ken after attempting to run off with it. Once again, Ken's escape is interrupted, this time by Earl the Minute Suitcase. <laughs> Let me tell you, this bit was pretty funny. If you shot at me, where's your gun? Well, you're too sharp for me. You got me figured out. I don't have one. 
Give the bag to Bozo, drop the gun, and put your hands in the air. Who said that? This could very well be the stupidest person on the face of the earth. Perhaps we should shoot him. Due to Earl's slowness, it takes a while before the cops convince him to let Ken go along his way, in which they immediately follow Ken's vehicle, accompanied by Sam. Ken eventually notices that the police are in pursuit of him, so he drives off a pier in Santa Monica and the ransom money starts floating out of the water. Citizens take notice and, of course, jump in the water to claim ill-gotten gains. Sam angrily demands for someone to get his money out of the water, and even out of desperation, he throws an officer in the water. Later on during this search, the police let Sam know that a few thousand dollars were able to be recovered. Also, the body in the car that fell in the water was not Ken's, but it happened to be the killer that we saw from earlier. And even stranger, he was wearing Ken's clothes. At that moment, Sam remembers that a mistake has been made, per the kidnapper's instructions from earlier on in the movie, which states that if a mistake did happen, something would happen to Barbara. So Sam believes that huh, she could be possibly dead, and he'll finally get her inheritance all to himself. So he laughs in the moment as Bab, unfortunately for him, arrives on the scene. The police quickly ask for her to identify if the body found was her kidnapper, and of course, it wasn't true, but she says yes, although I'm making a story on the spot. The police, relieved, cleared the case, and Sam is now a free man without any charges. Unfortunately for Sam, he still has to deal with Babs, who takes him off guard with her weight loss. As the couple reunite and hug, Babs gives Sam a beat down to the stern talking to before throwing him in the water. And now he's lost everything. Now we're to Sam, Barbara joins Ken and Sandy by the beach. Now, if you're wondering how Ken pulled off what he did, he had the killer's body in the trunk of his car and planned to switch off in case police would follow him. The trio celebrate with the money, $2 million, and walk off into the sunset. And they all lived happily ever after. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the movie. On to my final thoughts and rating. In my rating system, I rank movies by four ratings. Fantastic, aka Hawtastic, Good, Meh, or Horrible. <laughs> this movie honestly gets a fantastic rating for me easily. The dark comedy of it all works well. I mean, all the characters seem to blend well together, which creates humorous one-liners and jokes, but every scene having some sort of importance to the story. Not to mention the 80s aesthetic is very interesting to view here. I would absolutely recommend this movie for fans of the film's leads, DeVito and Mittler, or anybody else for that matter, and anyone who likes black comedies from the good old days. Well, I hope you enjoyed this review of Ruthless People, as I will be back next week with another movie review. I'm the Western Wonder, and I will see you guys next time. Stay safe, and thank you all for listening today.